0: It's Saturday, September the 12th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, America's west coast burns, and China and India lower the temperature. First, the week in brief. The mayor of Portland declared a state of emergency as wildfires approached the city's suburbs and residents were told to be ready to leave. More than 500,000 people in Oregon have been told to evacuate in one of the worst wildfire seasons on America's west coast in history. More than 4 million acres of land have burned across California, Oregon and Washington this year. Bahrain agreed to normalise relations with Israel. It follows a similar move by the United Arab Emirates last month. It comes as the Trump administration is pushing to integrate Israel into the Middle East and amid growing fears about the regional threat posed by Iran. But Palestinians worry the move marks another step away from their having an independent state. China and India agreed to disengage troops at their border in the Himalayas. For several months, the countries have been locked in a tense standoff and on September 7th, gunshots were fired along the contested boundary for the first time in 45 years. In a joint statement, both sides said they would move to ease tensions quickly. Britain signed its first big post-Brexit trade deal with Japan. Liz Truss, the international trade minister, said it could boost trade between the two countries by £15 billion, $19.2 billion. The deal has yet to be ratified by Japan's parliament. British business leaders welcomed the agreement but stressed it is more important to secure a trade deal with the European Union. The Colombian government said 11 people have died and hundreds have been injured in two nights of protests against police brutality that started in the capital Bogota on Wednesday. Demonstrators took to the streets after a video emerged showing police repeatedly tasering Javier Ordonez, a 46-year-old man, while pinning him to the ground. Mr Ordonez later died in hospital. Peru's Congress voted to begin impeachment proceedings against the country's president, Martin Viscara, for obstruction of justice. It comes after recordings emerged of Mr Viscara discussing ways to cover up a deal in which large sums were paid to a little-known singer to deliver pro-government speeches. The president says the audio was manipulated and that Congress is attempting a coup. And a Brazilian expert on isolated tribes in the Amazon was killed by an arrow as he approached a remote indigenous site in the country's northwest. Riele Franciscato was conducting work for FUNAI, Brazil's indigenous agency, when his chest was pierced. Mr. Franciscato had spent his career working to protect Brazil's indigenous populations. And now, here's today's Agenda. Heavy metal, a journey to the centre of giant planets. Deep inside giant planets such as Jupiter and Saturn, a fluid of dense metallic hydrogen swills around. Precisely how hydrogen becomes a metal under the extreme pressure conditions of these planets, however, remains poorly understood. To shed some light on it, scientists from the University of Cambridge, IBM Research and the Lausanne Federal Institute of Technology used machine learning software known as a Baylor-Parinello artificial neural network to simulate the devilishly complex quantum interactions between hydrogen atoms under these unique conditions. The results, reported this week in the journal Nature, upend previous predictions. The simulations suggest that rather than a sudden transition from its regular insulating liquid state to its more exotic conducting metallic state, as happens when water turns to ice, hydrogen changes in a smooth and gradual way, each hydrogen molecule being split into its two constituent atoms in turn. The discovery may explain several anomalous observations in planetary astrophysics. Oscar's New Clothes, The Academy Embraces Diversity. When April Rain, a black lawyer, tweeted, Hashtag Oscar's So White, They Asked to Touch My Hair, in early 2015, she inadvertently launched a movement. That year's Oscar nominations had produced an all-white roster of actors, an embarrassing feat somehow repeated the following year. This week, after a growing clamour, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences announced an official diversity initiative. Starting in 2024, films vying for best picture must meet two of four criteria to be nominated. These boost the inclusion of groups underrepresented in the filmmaking process, including ethnic minorities and women. It is certainly a step in the right direction, but structural barriers don't come down overnight. Some have pointed to BAFTA, Britain's Oscars equivalent, which introduced a similar policy for its British film categories in 2018. Despite qualifying as diverse, this year's crop was still dominated by films made by and about white men, including 1917, Rocketman and The Two Popes. The Academy may have further to go. Noises Off, Marina Abramovich's Voiceless Opera This week, Marina Abramovich launched her latest work of performance art. Seven Deaths of Maria Callas, co-produced with the Bavarian State Opera, is a tribute to the eponymous Greek soprano. Ms Abramovich was 14 when she first heard Callas' voice pouring out from the family radio. "'I was mesmerized, she says. Often called the grandmother of performance art, she has been working on a Callas-themed performance for 30 years.' Though she plays Callas in the production, Ms Abramovich doesn't warble a single note. Instead, background film footage plays and seven singers take turns performing Callas' favourite arias. At centre stage, Ms Abramovich acts out the titular seven deaths. Willem Dafoe makes an appearance as a thinly disguised Aristotle Onassis, the businessman whose marriage to Jacqueline Kennedy sent Callas into a spiral of depression before her early death, aged 53. Seven Deaths of Maria Callas is streaming on the Bavarian State Opera's website for the next month. Dropping a new beat, an inaugural hip-hop auction. Bidders can put their hands up for a private design sitting with Dapper Dan, a legendary Harlem tailor who has dressed everyone from Jay-Z to LL Cool J in the first dedicated hip-hop auction at a leading house. The Sotheby's sale attempts to capture hip-hop's massive impact on modern art and culture from its nascent days in the 1970s through to the present. Items on the block include the famous crown worn by Biggie Smalls at his last photo shoot, Tupac Shakur's Teenage Love Letters and -and Salt-N-Pepa's Push It jackets. You don't have to be P. Diddy to afford some of the items and the sale is not expected to yield a huge amount of money, in part because it is a new category to the market. Sotheby's hopes the auction will attract first-time buyers as well as seasoned collectors. The sale will be a hybrid of a week of online bidding and a live auction on September 15th. Headed south, the devil all the time. Hell breaks loose at the pace of a southern drawl in Antonio Campos's latest film. The Devil, All the Time, launching on Netflix next week, revolves around a God-fearing young man, Tom Holland, who strays from his faith and down a path of violence in post-war rural Ohio. Goading him on is an ensemble cast of characters, including his late father, Bill Skarsgård, a veteran of the Second World War whose trauma continues to haunt his son, and a corrupt preacher, Robert Pattinson. The film is adapted from Donald Ray Pollock's novel of the same name. Mr Pollock also narrates the film to guide viewers through the many interwoven storylines. Staying true to the source material and the southern gothic tradition behind it, Mr Campos's masterful interpretation is marked by an unsettling juxtaposition between the holy and the profane. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Robert Lowell who died on this day in 1977. In the end, there is no end. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays.